Hello and welcome one and all. I am Joshua McGee, your Dungeon Master and Story Weaver. You are listening to Venture into Vimeros, an Amper Sandbox production. This is episode 11, Terrybound. Before we jump in, I would like to remind you to follow all of our socials, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. This is where we post all of our news, artworks, memes, schedules, giveaways, you name it. I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and letting your people know where they can find this podcast. Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or you can watch it on YouTube, see our facial expressions and how much we piss each other off. And you can watch all of our sessions as they're being broadcasted and recorded live on twitch.tv. Amper Sandbox is always growing, and you can join in on everything we do. Claim your spot in this very campaign or become a cast member in a future campaign, or be our guest in our once a month one shots. If being part of a tabletop game isn't for you, you can still be part of an amazing community that loves role-playing and gaming. Our name was chosen carefully. Ampersand represents our firm belief in cooperation and inclusion and Sandbox represents our love and encouragement to create. If you haven't already hopped into the Amper Sandbox Discord server to be part of something greater than the sum of its parts, join today! All of our links are found in the description. We are exiting the Monster Monastery and headed eastbound to progress towards the Umberhulk Terry, home of the Little Baron's Militia. Our Theater of the Mind camera starts at the front of our party and pans across showing characters in their marching order. Leading our convoy is an NPC, a young man gone AWOL, the kobold named Abon, on his small but effective flying carpet. A few feet behind him is a tamed crag-crawler that is overdue for return at Edifos. But Guards Captain Tulum is an ally of Josiah's and will soon write the crawler off as killed in action. Atop the large crawler taking the reins is Zanog, our wizard and necromancer orc played by Alex, riding pillion and sporting a brand new peachy fuzzy mustachio is Idris, our ranger rogue human serpent hybrid played by James. At the rear end of the crawler saddle is a T-bar hitch with a rope tied firmly to it. This rope is stretched 10 feet behind the moving creature and is towing Josiah, our fighter, gunslinger halfling, played by Jacob, who has tied himself firmly to a tower shield made sled to accommodate the limited seating on the insectoid monstrosity. Now that the scene is set, it is time to venture into Vimeros. Keep an eye out for Josiah. Make sure he's not fishtailing back there. I don't need him throwing up all over the place. What's fishtailing? As Idris looks back and Josiah's fishtailing. Guys! Guys! Help! Uh, that. Oh, oh, oh. Idris pulls on one of the ropes. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got you. Let him ride it out. No, hold on. Let him ride it out. 
Okay, now. Okay, you can help him now. It's fine. It's, I just wanted a little okay, bit of a okay. okay, just yeah, just the ropes on <laughs> twist him. Uh, a bond will begin to kind of shout back to you guys. Uh, seems I have to travel a bit slower than before. I'm floating atop these mountains, so it's a lot easier than crawling across them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I only I only said that because I said we'd make it back by nightfall, but it might be closer to like ten at night or something at this rate. Maybe midnight. You guys good to travel for until midnight? Yeah. I don't see why not. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going anywhere. <laughs> well, so you guys, yeah, you guys are traveling up and down the rocky terrain of the mountains. Uh, <laughs> As it reaches about 3 p.m., you are stopped by a scouting party from the Edifos military. Oh, great. So they stand a bit far off from you. A Loxodon, it's a guy with a rifle, and he's armored up, and he has a rifle. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Loxodon, um, he's on a small steed, probably another crack crawler, just smaller, only suitable for one, one man. He kind of rushes over to you. What's your business? We're going that way. A bond, tell the man where we're going. We are. We're only heading to our Terry. We have no. We have no intentions of, of harming the city states. Well, we're going to stop and check you here. He definitely has a curious look of the man tied up in the back. It's not. Willing. It's not my business to. Uh, I'm, I'm no lawman, but that is strange, that man. Anyways. Ah. Uh, uh, crawlers don't come built with a side cart, so... Yeah, we, we can only requisition so, so many. Anyways, place your inventory before me. I need to see what you're traveling with, that there's no government-owned property. Uh, he, he's gonna stop a bond first. A bond has pretty much nothing on him. A bond has a crossbow that he is very proud of. The crossbow itself has, like, different artwork in it, similar to what <clears throat> Josiah had done. But all his artwork is done in, in like a like a soldering iron, uh, like yeah. calligraphy, different swirling patterns. And... Anyways, <clears throat> the custom crossbow. Um, that's pretty much all he's carrying. He's got his regular armor. He's got the flying carpet, and uh, he passes past Aban and uh, asks Zanog to step down. Orc, step down from the crawler. Orc, shift down. Come off the crawler. I'll show him. I mean, I'll sh- I have nothing to hide, so I'll show him my stuff. I don't often see a... I don't often see a creature protecting himself with only a quarterstaff. Well, today's the day, bud. I don't know what to tell you. He has a, a deep sigh. <sighs> Very well. Next. The person with the cowl. It, yes. I... Uh, Idris steps down. What do you have on you? Uh, rummages in their cowl. Pulls out... A dead rat. Nice. Drops it. Uh, goes in the other pocket. Pulls out dead bird. Drops it. Un- undoes their bow from their back. And this. And then they point to their sword on their hip. And a, a sword. Um, I have arrows. All right. Sir, may I untie you and search you? That's a rather personal question. Uh, last I checked, unless there was a change in the last 20 years, you don't have to do this. Of course I don't have to. I serve Edifos at this time. 
Are you a what, so we, we fit the bill of suspicious characters? Aren't you citizens? Well, yeah. We are citizens, for the most part. But they said. However, according to the Edifosian bylaws, this isn't necessary. Josiah's still tied up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable here, and I can tell you what I have on me. But you don't have to search me. And I think you know that. Well, we, you wish me to operate on a trust system? I wish you to operate by the, the law, Loxodon. Where, where are you standing? Where are you, well, where am I standing? Where are we all now? Currently, currently we're about a hundred miles outside of Edifos. Yes, and which laws am I supposed to follow here? I think this is where Josiah grins and he goes, well, that depends. I am the commanding officer of a scouting party. In the Outlands, the law is mine to decide. Oh, interesting. Can I get your name again? Commander Vishram. Fantastic, Commander Vishram. He looks past his shoulder and uh, he kind of signals a guy to join him. Uh, somebody now. Somebody begins walking towards you. He's about sixty, uh, yeah. like sixty yards away now. Vishram, I'm going to allow you to search me. Actually, I don't quite like you, so I'm going to allow your men to search me. Just also know that the name's Josiah Great Barrel, and that there's a few there's a few rules that go along with that. Just know that. Josiah Great Barrel. Lays tied to a shield before me. I've heard stories of the men you command. I've heard stories of your influence throughout Edifos and other city-states. Why then do you appear to be a captive? Like I said earlier, the, the crawlers don't come with side carts, so we had to improvise. I am not asking you, Orc. My oh, name's Zanog for future reference. Yes, let's all share names. Vishram, Zanog, Josiah. And you, uh, pointing at uh, Aban. I'm Aban. And you, pointing at Idris. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Sam. Very well, Sam. The person he had called up gets next to him. You see Vishram kind of leans over uh, to this half-orc and uh, starts kind of whispering into his ear. The half-orc pulls out a wand and does a swish and flick uh, each of you. Make a charisma saving throw. As a purple shape of like a star kind of forms around the ground underneath you guys and different runes start popping up. Zanog, this is enchantment magic. I can tell you that. Oh, I have advantage. Okay. Seven, second one. DC's going to be 15. What do you guys get? Josiah Nate. He's not very, very charismatic as much as it seems like he would be. I'll roll for a bomb. 13. Each of you failed the Christmas throw. Uh, Vishram's second in command creates a magical zone that guards against deception in a 15 foot radius. Until the spell ends, a creature that enters this area must um, use a charisma saving throw. On a failed save, a creature cannot speak a deliberate lie while in this radius. You know whether each creature succeeds or fails. The affected creature is aware of this spell and thus can avoid answering questions in any way they might normally. 
and answers as long as it remains within the boundaries of the truth. That is the description of it. Zone of Truth. Is zone of Truth that it is? Yep. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Like... Zone of Truth. Let's just cast the wrench, guys. Can I, can I share that with everybody if I if I would recognize that I'm under the effect of this spell? Exactly. Can I Arcana check this to see if I yes. know what spell this is? Now you, yeah, you can do that. I'll allow you to, 16, baby. I'll allow you to identify that spell as Zone of Truth. Zone of, zone of Truth. Now, I will ask you again your names and your citizen status. I'd like to see if your answers have changed. Josiah Great Barrel. Is that your name? Yeah, it's been my name my whole life, actually. Yes, short trunk son of a crag sniffer. Hmm. Oh, it seems the truth is coming out, huh? That's nice. Indeed. Yeah, zone, of tr zone of truth in the outer, in the outlands is uh, a little bit much, don't you think? Well, I'm just covering my bases. There's been a terrorist attack on Edifos, if you're not aware, and I'm trying oh, to- Oh, we were, we were very aware. Yeah. Of course, we are being extra careful with outlanders at this time. A hundred miles outside the city? If you saw the conjuration that brought it into the city, I'm not sure distance is, is any matter. The sheer power that entered that into the city can come from anywhere. I but did, your point, It was very powerful. If you're looking for any type of clues as to how a portal was able to be sustained of that size, of that power, above the city, you're going to have to look for a lot more people than just the four of us. Is that so? And how would you have this knowledge? Well, I'm a fucking oh, he, wizard. Yeah, he's a pretty powerful there's, wizard, too. There's, there's powerful wizards in Edifos. You don't think we consulted <laughs> them? Did they not know what was going on? No one was near the event get a close enough look and then at that point we were all in our defenses well i can tell you from first-hand experience being under the foot of the giant lady that came from the sky that was some hella powerful conjuration magic and you're gonna need a, a whole fleet of conjuration wizards to pull that kind of shit off hmm are you heading back to edifos anytime soon uh not that i know of i think we're on our way to xylea at the moment if i may encourage you your expertise in the field I would like for your first-hand account to be brought to Victor. I mean, you're more than welcome to write down what I just said and take it to him. No, you should definitely meet Victor. You would love him. And he's if being... He's, if he's anything like you, Josiah, I'm sure I will get along swimmingly. Oh, and, and we're in a zone of truth currently, so... That was sarcasm. It was still truthful. <laughs> <laughs> I think Idris would be um, using their... So they have an ability. Okay. They can cast Mage Hand that's invisible... Nice, I'm familiar. And using it to tug slightly at the pants of the person casting. Almost like, you know, maybe there's a spider going up their leg. Or, right, you're intending or anything. to break concentration. Okay. Well, give, give even me... just to, like, them to focus on something else. They can keep their concentration, but, like, you're just, because the attention is on Zanog and Josiah, mm -hmm. we'll just, every, like, ten seconds, move a little bit further away. And that's every time that this person tries to look at or see whatever's like touching their hair or it's almost like when you're in a haunted house and you're like ah oh, something touched the back of my head okay as you're as you're backing up slowly uh <laughs> vishram will pull his rifle and he'll say and you return to the circle why are you escaping they, you they ate a raw frog earlier and they have wicked gas like i'm telling you my eyebrows used to be here if they're still i don't know they were probably 
God, they probably were. You still have eyebrows. This is me, the DM. DM asking James, has Idris had wicked gas during this trip? I mean, I feel like this is zone of truth. It is zone of truth. It's an argument you cannot lie about flatulence right now. I will. I I I I don't know that. You know what I mean? I'm not lying. So, uh, okay. Actually, right. actually, Zanag, that's that's been me. Those eggs are just not sitting well with me. <laughs> you see, uh, you see, Vishram, <laughs> Vishram, we uh, we just got back from uh, from the monster monastery. You, you know the monster guys. It's Edifos checkpoint two two five dot one zero zero. Okay, Vishram, you're gonna tell me that you and your men don't also call it the monster monastery just for ease of use. Come yeah. on, I've been there. Okay. You know, in occasion, you literally, you, you in know occasion, it was we, me. In occasion, we refer to it to the monastery. The monster monastery. That's not the point. Again, you should probably go check on those guys. Reggie's dead. Oh, yeah, there was some crazy... Bored. Yeah, there was some crazy necromancy there. If you're bored, man, go check it out. Reginald's dead? Reggie's, Reggie's full-on dead. He turned to goop. I had to punch a hole through his chest. He was attacking us. I I almost Why did died. I say that? What? <laughs> what was there? What caused this? I, I just. Some, uh, yeah, he said it. There's some high level necromancy shit going down. Just out I of literally, you just you expect you. me to believe this from thin air? I mean, you t- forced I'm in the zone of truth. Yeah, I understand you're in the zone of truth. <laughs> yes, but even then, there's. You're telling the truth. Yes, but the the this scenario seems unlikely. I believe oh, well, I'm gonna, uh, uh, there is no point in which I can deceive you right now, my guy. <laughs> Again, I am not accusing you of attempting to deceive me. I'm only saying it's hard to believe, even knowing it's true. <laughs> I, I love how the zone of truth that you guys cast is working in our favor. <laughs> no, it, in reality, you really should go check in on him. There's one guy who's really, really upset, and he might go think- postal. Yeah, I think he'd be happy because he probably is the next in line to take Reggie's spot. But, like, he is just so fucking depressed. Well, why would. so fucking contagious. It's awful. My, my follow up questions now. At the Monster Monastery, do they not have the resources to, to spare Reginald? He's gone. You're, no, you're, he, you're, he's sh- dead, dead. you're sure that he's gone. I punched like, a hole through his chest and then he turned to goop. Oh, this leads me to ask why were you. In the monster monastery, and how are you aware of its location? Well, uh, Josiah Great Barrel, yes, okay. Josiah Great Barrel one and two. <laughs> he got some weird disease from a woman. Okay, dude, he's not. I can't lie. He's not wrong. I got bit by a woman. She had a really big mouth and sharp teeth. And look, look, sure can, look. Can one of you guys it. untie me? I feel like I shouldn't have this conversation tied up. Do you still have we your can wound? We you, but we're going to get out of here, and then we have to tie you back up. It's just a waste of time. Do you still have your wound from the, the woman? The bite? No, you see, there's this really cool thing that happened where my best friend in the whole world died and saved me. You have no scarring? Why did I say that to you guys? You have no scarring or, or wounds? This is a good bonding, bonding time for well, you Well, I two. mean, I've got the brand that you're very aware of. I know your brand. Thank you. Should we do should we do trust exercises? I feel like I'm I feel like I'm in the middle of a trust exercise. My paladin is exercising the trust right now. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong. Vishram, you should close your eyes and fall backwards so we can catch you. 
I, I'm perplexed you're able to say that with honesty. <laughs> <laughs> he's a look. We we just met this fellow over here, and he's very interesting. He ate a frog raw. Okay. Have I told you about the raw food diet Vishram? It's great for your microbiome and gut biome. Uh, Vishram tunes you out, and he begins scribbling down on a sheet of paper. And um, he pushes it towards Zanog. He folds it in half one time and push, gives it to Zanog. This is my recommendation for you to visit Victor. Okay, thanks. If you can bring your knowledge of the matron to Victor. Uh, sounds good to me. If you can't make it, we'll tell him when we can. It, but it, if I if I can interject here, if if you do talk to Victor, just make sure you send him my love. And I, I've, as you say that, um, the Zone of Truth will time out. Nice. I'm being truthful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would love to hear from me. Yes, I'm sure he'd love to see that brand. I he, he loved it last time he saw it. I'm I'm. I'm sure he'd love to see it again. Uh, yes. Why is everybody getting shirtless? <laughs> are you saying that? Are you asking me to take my shirt off? No, I'm saying Victor. I feel like <laughs> this Victor is wants a assault. No, and the zone of truth is gone. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there like some government laws here regarding not sexually assaulting your vic your uh sorry your victims your uh <laughs> well, then, your citizens? Well, honestly, you you've. You've all proved very cooperative and very helpful. The the intel you have is amazing to me. You've never contacted authorities with the things you've witnessed, Reginald and the Matron. Well, I thought never. you guys just knew how to do your jobs. Then we can't be everywhere all at once. It's a high bar, Zanog. You're, you're all citizens here. Be good citizens. Tell your local officials. Yeah, yada yada, yeah, protect and serve. Yeah, okay. Yes, you're uh, all... Uh, how, real, however, real you're all in the clear. Since we're, we're being all friendly now, uh, who won the election? The senators remain the same. Uh, the most major laws that had passed, the the none of the tax laws that were proposed went through. However, Argos is pushing to widen one mile radius uh, further in in the waters. They want all of the waters to be protected. They, they the people of Argos do not believe in in having outlands and water mix. Does kind of make sense, just a little bit. We Tough have to defend extra space. Uh, uh, yes, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Idris' side on this. I, we don't have the resources to, to protect that much. Good to know. You're you're creepy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. You mean you mean Sam? He introduced himself as Sam. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My yeah. name's Sam. Yes, I'm on Sam's side on this one. Wonderful. Can we go now? Psychic for a moment. By all means, you're free to go. Thank you for for cooperating, Josiah. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome, Vishram. Again, send Victor my love. I'm not going Hugs back and to kisses. I'm going to Argos. Well, in a letter. It means more. I I see sure why we'll have to pay him a visit, Josiah. You can tell him yourself. You can kiss him right on the mouth. Um look, make sure make sure you stay safe out there, Vishram. It's uh if you see any women with huge mouths, you can get a disease from them. There was only the one policeman that was dead from a bite. No, that's the one, it's the woman. Why don't you tell people? This is a secret. Who's gonna fucking believe me unless we're in the zone of truth? You're a wizard. You cast the zone of truth on yourself when you speak. I don't have that spell prepared. You know, I think I told the newspaper boy. How helpful could that be? <laughs> he passes the news out to Incred everyone. Incredibly helpful. Yeah. You guys operate by your own methods. 
in an unhelpful manner to the to the, the bigger picture. You're welcome. You haven't done anything wrong, but you, goddamn, you frustrate me. I'm going to be on my way now. Nothing wrong, but man, you guys are pieces of shit. (laughs) 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 My scouting party will be on the way to the monster monastery. Thank you for reporting to us. Aye, aye, Captain. Are we allowed to go? (laughs) You salute with the wrong hand. (laughs) 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 Save you, sir. By all means, I hope that's not true. And um, yeah, Vishram Cut it out, Sam. You're freaking the weird man out. Let's go. <laughs> the, I think we handled that well. Nice. The paladin goes, that, he had the nerve to call you weird. And as you're rocking away. <laughs> <laughs> you travel the rest of the way to the Umber Hulk camp. I feel like that that encounter probably would have like it probably should have been a combat. <laughs> I, think I feel we, like I think it was going to be. We uh, we we hopscotched that one quite nicely. <laughs> <laughs> so in the truth, on you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna pull my uh, what I do at work when people ask me yes or no questions, just be like, well, this is what you know you asked me, and this is the answer I'm gonna give you, and it's exactly. not technically wrong, but it's not the answer you're looking for, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> you anything <laughs> a- answer truthfully with a question so you guys you're rounding up a mountain cap the horizon changes beyond the top of the mountain so now you're following uh what's a bond here uh at the at the valley be- under the mountain here you do see what appears to be a small camp there's about 20 people gathered far away uh and there's a very noticeable rock formation that is a deeper cave uh, josiah this comes into your view how does it affect you, Josiah? This is the first place you saw major bloodshed of allies. All right. Fantastic. He holds it together. So I think that as uh, as we're pulling up, even tied to this tower shield, I think he can kind of feel the shift in the air a little bit. I think he goes back for a moment to that place of like hearing the... Uh, Hearing the screams of the orcs and the like roars of the umbral hulks and like hearing his men like in pain and like hearing um, hearing uh, like the, the ripping of flesh and like just things hitting the floor, you know, hitting the ground, like that thud of like something heavy and wet hitting in sand. I think he starts to hear all that stuff and he has to pull himself together. And it's, it's like a fishtail uh, and it shakes you out. Yeah, a little bit of, it's a little bit of a task, but the fishtail pulls him back in and he's kinda like doing that like when you're coming out of an emotional state. Like mm-hmm. you've pulled yourself in, you don't have the breakdown. But he's doing like a little bit of like the breath work of just like <sighs> these memories are attacking you. As you guys are descending down the mountain into the valley, uh, with you being towed behind the way you're tied on this tower shield sled, you're able to see over over the crawler, and uh, you, you just very well can easily take in this whole scenery. Um, it's all too familiar. Uh, you did your best mm. to forget this place, but it's part of who you are now. Yeah. Uh, so yes, as you descend, uh, there's a small gathering of people. Uh, you, you reach your destination. I imagine you untie yourself at this point, Josiah, and, yeah. uh, and a bond... Uh, they kind of have like their own little little uh, little stables here. It's nothing major, but someone you know is there to offer 
uh, caretaking of animals and steeds or whatever. And that's where Aban took you as this little side stable. He rolls up his, his, his uh, magic carpet and puts it back on his back. And he takes a few steps towards the cave's entrances and then waits for you guys. So I imagine we're all standing there now and he's just kind of looking around, taking it in for a second. And maybe he maybe he uh, looks over to you two and kind of points out a spot and be like, you know, right there. That's where Brig- uh, that's where Brigham lost his eye. When you you guys haven't met Brigham yet, when you meet him, he's an ugly dude. Real ugly. I mean, super ugly. And just make sure you stare at his eye patch real intently. He doesn't like you looking at the other eye. He likes you to look right in the eye patch. <laughs> I also say a point of interest for Josiah. Um, like the mortar setup that was used to launch the flares is still set up in the same position. Uh, still ready for use for, for fresh flares. Yeah, I think he'll also point point up to those and kind of explain the whole like uh, the different co- like there's different colors for, that mean different things and the the one you always want to avoid having to use is a red flare like that's like the like the sh- shits at the fan kind of flare like we need help now mm-hmm. kind of kind of thing. Imagine like an like an old like a like an old person taking you through like one of their favorite child not favorite childhood places but like right. taking you familiar. through. A familiar place you know what i mean there's a little bit of you can he- hear the hurt in his voice but he's also kind of stealing himself through it Idris would have been fascinated by you talking about any defenses and weapons this place has like oh yes what other colors are there what do those mean there's white there's yellow there's blue <laughs> i mean let me write that down white yellow blue <laughs> it's really a severity scale Oh, okay, so blue's okay. Oh, like a oh, Defcon in yeah. this situation. Yeah, like blue would be like, hey, we're all right. White is kind of like a, everything is perfect. Blue is like what you would send up when you're done. What was your biggest fear when you were stationed here? Like, what were you worried would happen? I, I actually wasn't stationed here, Idris. Uh, that encounter we just had with Vishram, that was what I used to do. And that's also why I know he's stepping far out of his bounds for no reason. Well, this was attack is, is a reason. Understandably, but Edifos doesn't have the resources nor the jurisdiction in the Outlands. At the time, we had rules in place so that we kept the Terries in line without causing more revolt than can happen from time to time. And stepping this far out... And questioning people along the road can cause issues with the terrorists. But that is fair. Ter- a terrorist attack did happen. He kind of like he gets like a forlorn look for a second before pulling back into kind of like he's reliving something for a second, and then so yes, I was stationed here. Um, Victor sent me in my my division here. We were. We were asked to investigate this mine as there had been some reports of uh, Umbra Hawks and some reports of uh, uh, cave-dwelling orcs uh, attacking the miners. Uh, this is one of the prior Ioun stone mines that has been deemed since un- unfit and unusable. So my men and me came here and the rest is history to a degree. 
And I think that as we're walking through, Brigham you guys would even seen some like you guys would even see some like scratches and stuff like that along the walls that yeah. like haven't eroded yet. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's been 20 years, but it's also in a secluded area. You know, so you would see like places where obvious signs of battle in the mm -hmm. past happened. Yep. Uh, Aban's gonna uh, step in the conversation here. I was only in the military for two years. I I was an orphan in Zylea, and I served my first two years there. And as our scouting party uh, rotated into Edifos, I met a rat folk who told me of the efforts of Josiah. I've obviously taken issue with the entire birthright system and all the laws that are in place. As soon as I heard there was a militia rising up to take it down, I, uh, I become an outlander. I went AWOL and... I, I make myself scarce when I can around the city-states. Brigham told me much about the battle here. It was a suicide mission. Victor. Victor wasn't trying to reclaim his mines at all. That's just what he put in the paperwork. He wanted you dead. For nothing more than what we were born into. Just so Zanag and Idris, so you're aware, um, it is rather late at night, so most of our... Most of our group consists of outlanders or people within the city itself. So we don't meet here often. The group that's here is a smaller faction of our force to just keep things in order. So don't judge it too harshly. <laughs> Walk into the cave. These are the guys that are gonna take down the government. It's just like four <laughs> dudes and four dudes and a couple horses. <laughs> The Edifos unabridged does not need numbers. We only need one good attack. Am I correct, Josiah? No, uh, number. You're not incorrect. Numbers would be nice, but I think we can do it with one good strike. Yeah. Who are you guys to question the history books of great overthrowing of governments? You know. Yeah. Sometimes you need. Sometimes it's hundreds to thousands, to hundreds of thousands, and sometimes it's one good assassination. Assassin. Most of the time, it's hundreds of thousands, and we're going to have to find a middle ground in there, Zanag. I get it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Let's go inside. Um, you guys uh, slowly pace into this you know, very dark terrain, very dark cave. Uh, there's about two torches dimly lighting the area. Uh, in the back center of this, this cave, there's a large table for making maps and plans and war strategizing um, you see the backside of Brigham both hands on the desk uh, hunched over the paperwork there plans um, on the opposite side of the table is the rat folk tall tale he is also looking down at this paper and as you guys enter the cave he looks up and meets your meets your gaze here, or Dr. Talltail, played by Joshua McGee. I needed to remind you, but in order to be kept current on our battle plans, inventory, and meeting times, you only need to click the link tree in the description. Don't forget to join us on Twitch, typically held on Thursdays or Sundays, 8pm Eastern. 
The precise activity of the live stream is posted on bulletins worldwide, such as Twitter, Facebook, and Instant Telegram. It's called Instagram. Hmm, yes, Instagram. Thank you, Brigham. Anyone may experience our pastimes on YouTube or any application that carries iPod broadcasts. Ah, uh, tall tale. It's just a... it's called a podcast. Oh, another contraction. Very well. You can play along with all of your favorite cast and crew by joining our Discord and even... Ah, oh, that's enough. We really do appreciate you being here and look forward to our next meeting. Until next time, Godspeed. Thank you.